1: I gotta live till the mic turns off But now I'm here, I cannot go so I found myself when the rest got lost I'll be the last one that they write off I gotta live till the mic turns off But now I'm here, I cannot go so I found myself when the rest got lost I'll be the last the day right on. I know
0: we're up and coming, but I feel as if we made it Imagination is greater than public education Quotations, I'm just saying Never let your dreams be taken Take the hatred, build it up and bring it down as motivation Success is waiting, so why ignore it When you can meet it Tomorrow morning They're yelling Where you going touring, Open up the curtains As of now I'm loving what I'm doing So it's worth it I was told It wasn't meant to be Yeah that's what They said to me Middle school a loser Now I'm standing
1: With integrity And they see Maybe he just may be Greater than he may seem Put together my team I dream reality I gotta live Till the light turns off And now I'm here I cannot go slow Found myself the rest got I'll be the last that they right off. I gotta live But now I'm here, i can not so I myself the rest got
0: I'll be the last one that they write on oh. I was born to kill hits, maybe I'll get filthy rich Dirty money coming clean, premature I thought of it Little boy with big dreams, I was just a bigger thinker Step outside the box and maybe you can see the bigger picture your shows with bigger crowds, hoard more people than allowed Better get your ticket cause in an hour they selling out Everybody hands up, know the song and yelling out And even if you ain't a fan, you read my show and love me
1: now people dreams, don't ever chase it. Unused talent, go ahead and waste it. Living fear, now shut up and face it. Forget past and try to erase it. I never have and I never will recede. If you understood my path and you understood my need. I gotta live till the light turns off. But now I'm here, I cannot go soft. I found myself when the rest got lost. I'll be the last one that they write off. I gotta live till my am but now I'm here, I cannot go far, I found myself in the rest got lost, I'll be the last one that they write off. No, I my I'm done, yeah.
2: Not the song I wanted, but, <laughs> uh, Linderman, thanks for joining us back here for another episode of The Right Way, with your, I'm your host, Malik Wright, I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Brian and Austin and we are going to talk to you about the n f l conference championship part of the playoffs um yeah we i mean we guys got, got a good show on chat tonight I'm um, looking forward to it you guys there
0: yes sir uh, yep. right there.
2: all right, okay, okay, so uh, we had a lot of great n f l action this past week guys all right um great n f l action, not really. <laughs> It was it was it was a great offensive NFL action I think today, uh, from the Patriots and uh Falcons. So I wanna get get you guys take on that game. Uh let's let us let us let Alex take it away. Um
3: uh, well, uh as I said last week I was uh predicting the Falcons were gonna win. Uh and they did and uh not only did they did they win but uh, they won in a fashion that makes me very confident um, about my prediction of them winning the Super Bowl uh, for next week because the defense, which was their weaker of the two facets of football, um, was, was a little bit shaky throughout the year. But it uh, took, took Aaron Rodgers and basically rendered him useless. Um, and I think that that, combined with the best offense in football, is going to give them the win in two weeks. Um, and make them go home with some hardware.
4: Um, oof. I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm kind of scared of the Falcons as, as a Patriots fan because they, they clearly have the best offense in the NFL. They completely shut down an inferior – I mean, it, the Packers are, are not a team that is talented enough, frankly, to get to the conference championship. They just have a quarterback who's playing out of his mind. And it's kind of a shame because they didn't get to the Super Bowl that everyone's kind of just going to forget this like eight to nine week run that Aaron Rodgers had, which was truly incredible. But the Packers lost to a superior team, the Steelers lost to a superior team. So I I just wish it kind of would have been closer. Obviously, we all do, but this playoffs has kind of not given us anything to really get excited about other than the Cowboys and Packers game. But I'm just looking forward to a couple of weeks, you know. I'm excited. Hey Austin,
2: you're there?
5: Yeah, I'm here man, sorry I was walking outside uh. Well, for one, I'd like to start off by saying I did call Julio Jones going off two touchdowns over 120 yards. I had no idea that he would do what he did, though. I mean, I didn't think it'd be in that fashion. I mean, he had a 70-yard touchdown that was absolutely ridiculous, and I thought I was going to get called back because I thought it might have been a penalty on them. But simple, uh, the bottom line is this. Atlanta is the best team right now in the entire NFL, and I will say it's close with New England because I think New England's defense is going to be a very tough challenge for Atlanta. But at the end of the day, I'm going to – Go out on a limb here and say that Atlanta will win. I believe, see, man, I believe that Atlanta will win by. I want to say a touchdown. I know that right now the Patriots, I think, are they're either two or six point favorites uh, over the Falcons. But I think that's just because you know whoever's in Vegas is a Patriots fan, I guess. But I mean, I guess they didn't watch that game. Atlanta completely dismantled the entire Green Bay Packers. And if there was any questions about Atlanta's defense being able to compete with the best, I think this game over the weekend completely got rid of that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was shut That entire team was shut down. There's not a thing they could have done. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl, but I don't see anybody stopping Julio Jones. I don't see anybody stopping this entire Falcons team. I think the Falcons are going to take the Super Bowl this year.
2: Okay, great points, great points. Now, where I stand at is I think that this week's football was very, very, very great. The reason why I say that is because Falcons proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. Nobody had the Falcons. I'm pretty sure you go back on anybody's prediction in the beginning of the year. Nobody had the Atlanta Falcons going to the Super Bowl. Maybe no. New
1: England,
2: but definitely not the Atlanta Falcons. So
1: that's all no, to Matt. Real right? quick though,
2: but yeah, go ahead.
5: I think that that is exactly why I think Matt Ryan should win the MVP right there. Because I was looking at it. The NFC, they had the entire winning percentages of the teams to win the NFC. Carolina was second. I believe Seattle was first. I could be wrong on that. But Atlanta was dead last. They were given a 1.3% chance to win the NFC, and they're here doing it. And personally, I think that they, that Matt Ryan, he deserves the MVP. To take that Atlanta team that was a 500 team last year, take them to the Super Bowl this year, and the way that he is playing is out of this world. He is playing better than Aaron Rodgers. He is playing better than Tom Brady. He is playing, like, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and I don't see how there's any chance and any doubt that he should not win the MVP.
2: Both well, statements right there. Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm i not going to go against you because, like I said, you, clear, you clearly you clearly and carefully predicted Julio Jones would go over 150 yards and he said two touchdowns too. Well, guess what? He did that. So, with that being said, what I stand is, I think this football was very, very. I think this week's football was very, very great uh, for for Matt Ryan and uh, you know just that entire Atlanta work Atlanta organization. I said the first, I said you know, I felt like there was something special in the mix going on in Atlanta, and you have to be blind as a sports fan as an NFL fan um, to not have felt the same thing. And just for that reason alone, I'm going to say that. this – you know I'm not going to even get there, right? Because we, we're going to we're going to discuss that later on in the show. But um, the Atlanta Falcons proved a lot of people wrong. Now I don't know what happened with and you know I I I've, I've been sitting around trying to understand exactly what took place. What, where was the Green Bay Packers that we saw throughout the season? And something realized uh, something I realized. You know I just think it caught up to them. I think I think this magical run. You know Brian alluded to it earlier that they were on. Earlier, uh, you know, on this, I think it was like an eight or seven game win streak or something like that, along those lines. Um, it was amazing, but the fact of the matter is, Packers had one active running back and Christian Michael, you know, actually playing running back. They had their fullback and Ripkowski, whatever his last first name is, Kowski playing running back, fullback. And about uh, what happened when he when he got a nice carry, fumbled the ball. You know, I think the Packers' lack of depth. Was Caught up to them. I think it caught up to them, and I think it. Uh, I think there's something to be, you know, pretty much said. But um, anyway, not taking away from anything, Aaron Rodgers' season. I think is where I think we're going to be in for a great Super Bowl. But like I predicted on the show last week, I said the Pittsburgh Steelers are not who we thought they were. They aren't mm-hmm. the team that everybody thought no. they are. And I, I, said I saw them losing by succession. I said it. Pittsburgh Steelers are like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to the conference championship are like the Bengals when it comes to the, the uh, wild card. They can't get Chopers. it done when it, when, it, when it comes down to face, when, it, when you have to face the uh, the top of the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the top of the AFC, and, uh, and whether that be Denver or uh, New England or whatever the case may be. I just always feel like Pittsburgh is always on the cusp. And it goes back to what I said before. Some people may not agree with me. I'm going to say it, I don't care Mike Tomlin is not that good of a coach I've been saying it And I will continue oh. to say it. Tomlin mm-hmm. is an overrated NFL head coach When he won a Super Bowl, that was Bill Cowers team Okay? That is exactly Why I think they returned to the Promised Land one more time And I, that was against the Packers and they lost And that, mind you, that was still Bill Cowers' team Like the the, the, the the nucleus of it Was still together that is the exact reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers are not, you know, have not returned since then. And I think there's something to be said for them. I think you take – I mean, I, I'm not taking anything away from the Pittsburgh Steelers football team, but I think we give way too much credit to Mike Tomlin. I think uh, these, uh, these NFL experts, they give too much credit to Mike Tomlin. i not taking anything away from the guy. It's just how I feel. I don't think he's a good NFL coach. I think – I'm going to go out on the way. I think Marvin Lewis is a better head coach than him. I just think that. Oh no. Uh, no, 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 no. I will say that. I will say that. And the reason why I can make that. The reason why I can make that statement is because when it comes to lack of control with his players. Yeah, I can make that statement. His players have lack of return. That's exactly why Le'Veon Bell, although he may be the best running back in the NFL, he was caught with weak possession. If you lay the groundwork for your football team. The only player you can look at on the Cincinnati Bengals roster right now and say they get in trouble off the field is the man I've been saying they should cut, Adam Jones. That is the only man you can look at on the Cincinnati Bengals roster right now that actually you can definitively say has off the field issues. Other than that, there's nobody else you can say perfect, maybe on the field but not off the field. Now, when you want to talk about, you want to talk about uh, on the field and off the field, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the epitome of the NFL. Le'Veon Bell. Weedhead, yeah, I said it, Le'Veon Bell. And we go down to – uh, some, if we want to talk about what what they do on the field, you know, some of their players antics. I think David DeCastro is one of the dirtiest NFL players. It gets overlooked because he's an offensive guard, so no one thinks so. But, what, but I, I mean, I went totally off off topic there. I'm sorry. But I just think the Pittsburgh Steelers did way too much credit than, than they actually deserve. Right down to, like, look look, look, look at that. Uh, Antonio Brown's talking about some Facebook uh, promoting him to do that you know, the whole Facebook chance. I mean, did you hear the way he was talking about the, uh, the, the New England Patriots? I mean, I'm not saying that goes on in any, any and every NFL locker room, but come on now, it shows the, the, it shows the class of the organization itself. That's just my personal opinion. I don't want to get into an argument about it. I'm just saying. That's just how I feel about it. I think Pittsburgh students get overlooked. Look, right even down to Joey Porter, right down to Joey Porter. Public drunkenness, and he's still allowed to be on the NFL – be a, be, a, be the linebacker switch when the Pittsburgh Steelers on the sidelines for the Pittsburgh Steelers. My point has been proven consistently. The Pittsburgh Steelers have more dirty players on this on their roster than any other team in the NFL, and that's just how I. Do. And I think the lack of discipline on the it shows. It shows. That's all i will say. Any any uh, any comments on that? Yeah, I don't so, know. How... Yeah, know
1: how I don't.
4: I don't get it. I, Marvin Lewis hasn't won a playoff game. The Steelers yeah, consistently exactly. win playoff games yeah. every season. the The Steelers were beaten soundly by a much better football team. And Mike Thomas is not an amazing head coach, but he is a very good head coach. And he was beaten by a the greatest coach ever. And he was out coached. It was, was obvious he was out Brian, I mean, you so guys cannot, you, you guys cannot get
0: the.
2: You guys cannot get that. Sigma, uh, uh, he's the greatest coach ever. He may be the best coach in the modern era. No, out. no,
5: no. Bill Belichick First of is the best coach to ever coach in the NFL. If he not, wins not the Super my, Bowl, as many as many my, Super Bowl appearances that they've had underneath him and Brady, I think it's been six. I mean, that, that's well, ridiculous. Very, very, so. But
2: I still think well, – in your book, you think Marvin Lewis is think. better than So You said I mean,
5: what? In your eyes, Marvin Lewis is a better – in your eyes, Marvin Lewis is a better head coach than uh, Mike Tomlin.
4: So I mean. Yeah, I
5: can't agree with that one either, though, because I think how many how many Super Bowl appearances has Marvin Lewis had, or how many national or conference championships has they had? I don't. I'm talking about I'm talking about when it comes.
2: To, okay, maybe that was a bad statement to make, but I'm talking about when it comes when it when it comes down to team discipline. That's just my opinion. That's just my no, opinion. I, you can agree to, like, no. You can agree. Exactly. We're all entitled to our opinion and agree to disagree. That's just my opinion. I don't think Mike Tomlin's a very good head coach. I think he's overrated. I, I, I'm, You know, he's not He's not bad, but he's an overrated football coach. I mean, maybe that's the better term I should have I used. He's, a, he's well, overrated. I'm, actually, here's I'm, what I'm a lot say. more surprised
5: think... that Marvin Lewis still has his job. I mean, compared to Mike Tomlin, I've, I think Mike Tomlin's – head over heels a better coach than Marvin Lewis, and I'm surprised that the Bengals didn't get rid of him earlier this year. But like I did say last week, though, I I predicted the Patriots beating this game and winning because the Steelers, if you cannot score touchdowns against the Patriots, you won't win. You can't keep relying on field goals. They get stood up on the goal line, and, I mean, that's what's going to happen when you play a good team like that. Not much you can do. Not much coaching is going to help you against them Patriots.
4: Here's what I'll say. I don't think Mike Tomlin is necessarily overrated, even though he did coach a terrible – he did a terrible job coaching on Sunday. I don't think he's overrated. I think the Steelers' team was overrated all season. I think they yes. relied too much on those three superstars. And beyond those three superstars, they're really, frankly, just an average team. And when you take a team and you bring them into Foxborough, Belichick is what he's going to do is take away your biggest superstars. Obviously, Lev Bell getting hurt was a huge help for the Patriots. But if Lovebell's Bell's in the game, the Patriots are going to do their best and be- do what they do better than everyone else in the league, and that's take away your best players. And beyond that, the Steelers are just a basic average football team, and that's why they lost, not right, because let's, necessarily let's hear, of Mike Tomlin. Let's hear,
2: what, what's, what's hear, let's hear what Alex got to say. I'm sorry to hear from the Patriots. Um,
3: to, to address the, the, three, uh, the, the three points that have been brought up in the last few minutes, one, um, I think Mike Tomlin's a good football coach. Um, I wouldn't say that he's any, anything too special. I wouldn't say he's great. I wouldn't say anything like that. Um, he did kind of ride off Bill Cowher's coattails, um, but he did still steer the ship, and he, you got to give him some credit for that. Um, as far as Marvin Marvin Lewis goes, um, I think he's a very good football coach, but I think it's time for the Bengals to try something new, um, because if something is broke, you got to fix it. Um, and I just I just think it's it's time to to try again. Um, as far as Bill Belichick being the greatest coach of all time, uh, not even close. Not even close. No one is better coached ever than Don Shula, ever, never ever. Don Shula was absolutely amazing. Don Shula was consistently a winner, and he won across multiple different teams, one of the Baltimore Colts and the Miami Dolphins for who knows how long. He won for what 25 years in the Miami Dolphins organization. Um, and Bill Belichick has never consistently won without a quarterback named Tom Brady. And if you can't win unless you have a quarterback named Tom Brady, then you can never call yourself the greatest of all time. Uh, Bill Belichick was on the chopping block before Tom Brady got the starting job over Drew Bledsoe. Um, Bill Belichick had one winning season before he got to the Patriots in his whole career. Um and he's he's put together a good team. He's a very smart football coach. One of the best defensive minds of all time. Yes. yes. But greatest coach ever? Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
2: Absolutely not. Come on, Brian, let's make an argument. Come on. I want to hear it.
4: Are we gonna are we gonna really have this argument?
2: Yeah, we're going because, to have a big argument. You brought it up. I mean,
4: I don't know how you could have an argument uh, here when Don Chula's won
3: 328 games and Bill Belichick because, won 237.
4: Well, I mean, Don Chula coached on that. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. But, but um, if we're going to – I mean, look, Don Chula had the luxury of being able to keep his players regardless of what they wanted to do. There wasn't no a free agency. And, yes, you can say that Bill Belichick had a hard time with the Cleveland Browns as a young coach, as lots of young matter. coaches. It doesn't matter. You said he's the
2: greatest coach. That's what you said.
4: And right now, at this moment, after going to seven Super Bowls and winning four. And what
2: did I say? In the era and what of, did, I, in the era of and what did I say? And what did I say? I said in the modern day so did era. Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. Time, my time comes time! Did I finish what I had to say? No, you did No, I, I didn't. But you shot down though. what I said. But I wasn't right. finished talking.
2: What? I'm not I'll even talk. a Patriots so fan. I,
5: so talk. I'm a Carolina
4: Patriots fan. No, I mean, I mean, Malik. If you want to repeat what you had to say, just go ahead and repeat what you had to say, and I'll have a rebuttal. But just don't interrupt me next time when I do have a rebuttal. So go, just say what. Remind me what you had to say because I don't know what you're referring to.
2: I said Bill Belichick was the best coach of our in our modern day era. That's what I said, and you shot it down when I said it. You said that person. That's what you said. Who's better? Who's better? All Who's better? Shula. Or was... Don, Don Shula. Too, you... no, I mean, I think, I think, I think, I, Don, Don Shula. In my opinion. How many in Super
5: Bowls? How many? How many uh, Super Bowls has Don Shula won? He won. He won uh, two, and, right? And when two Don Super Shula Shula Bowls
4: and an NFL have... Championship. So when he did have a Hall of Fame quarterback. For however many years he had Dan Marino, what? How many Super Bowls did he win? When yeah. he did have, when there was, when there was free agency, and he had Dan Marino, how many Super Bowls did he win? He was not in
1: a better time.
3: time, better league.
4: It was a okay. It was a better league, which is a whole nother discussion that I I that that would take, like, hours that we don't really need to have. The AFC, so, it's,
3: it's indisputable. The AFC has been dominated by the same three quarterbacks for the last however many years. Since yes, the Patriots won the, the Super Bowl in 2001, generation. no one else besides Manning, Brady, and Roethlisberger have been to the Super Bowl from the AFC besides Flacco in 2012. The AFC yep. is being dominated. The other Rich teams Gannon. aren't competitive. Rich. It's a much worse league than it was.
4: Rich Gannon also, you know, that's so.
3: Um,
2: now,
5: so, with that being said, go, I'm going to switch gears. All right. Real quick, I'm a Carolina fan. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I cannot stand the New England Patriots. I don't like anything about the Patriots. But I'm not going to sit here and let my hate for the Patriots sit here and say that, you know, that doesn't make Bill Belichick greater, Brady. Bill Belichick is great not just because he wins, but he has a system which you can throw any. Player in any position and then be successful. Look at Chris Hogan. This guy played football for one year at the University of Buffalo. Played lacrosse for four. As a walk-on, gets cut by four NFL teams and comes and is the sets a career record or a uh, postseason record for the Patriots for receiving yards and touchdowns. The Patriots are good, and Bill Belichick is he he is the greatest coach of this era, and he will go down without a doubt as the greatest football coach in NFL history not only because of the titles that he has and the championships that he has won and will win, but because of what he can do when he is given a lot or when he is given a little. When Brady went down, people were already starting to say, you know, the Patriots, what are they going to do? But you have Belichick, who is the mastermind of everything. You throw a backup in there. Wait, they, wait, they didn't make the playoffs when Brady went down. Huh? They went 11-5. and
4: five. I
3: mean, and didn't I mean
4: make normally 11-5. Eleven and five is a solid player. Is a solid playoff team. I mean, in what Absolutely. years is eleven? And five if you don't out, make out, the out, playoffs,
3: out. it doesn't really matter.
4: And honestly, this is the this is the one thing that 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 always been said about the Patriots is that Belichick understands it's not the best fifty three, it's the right fifty three. It's exactly. the right team to have. Exactly. That's why Belichick's Patriots are always good year in and year out. They have the yep. mainstay. They have Brady. They have Belichick. And beyond that, it's a it's a revolving door of, of cast members around those two guys that come in and all of a sudden play at a level that they have never played at in their careers. And you know why? Because they fit in the system that Bill Belichick has created. And that's why he's been so successful over the past 15, years. But Brian, can I say one and thing, that, Can I say one thing,
2: please? What's that? Can I say one thing? thing? Yeah. And this is going to end the argument right here because we really, really got to go on out the topic. Bill Belichick, in my eyes, in my eyes, I cannot not go down as the greatest football head coach for one reason and one reason. He's the only football coach in our modern day era, not only but to be known as a cheater as well. Uh, so I think it's very, so so I think it's very very hard. I think right Brian I can say, "Oh, you can be upset," you cannot agree. But the fact that i the matter okay. That's, what, that's, what's on paper. that's what's on paper. That's what the Patriots are known for as well, as being cheaters. It's what you guys did. I'm not taking anything away. I'm not taking anything away at all from uh, from uh, you know Brady and 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 him being and him being good. And I'm not even saying Bill Belichick's system is not good. But if you ask the average NFL football fan what they think of Bill Belichick. They will say he's a cheater. The reason how I know this is because I talk to NFL football fans almost every single day of the week. We have conversations, whether it's through my email, uh, inboxing me on Twitter, by the way, you can follow us at the Right Way at BSP on Twitter. This is; these are conversations that are always brought up. You may not agree, and I wouldn't expect you to because you're biased and you're Patriots, and that's how most Patriots fans are—biased.
1: No, man. When you talk about, I I
2: but when you um, talk about, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But when you talk about Bill Belichick, and you are, but when you talk about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they will. Go, they may they, they very well go down as the best tandem. They will. But they will also go down as they had to cheat to do it. And that's just how I feel about that. But, guys, I want to switch gears here to the Super Bowl preview. That brings us to our next topic. Who do we think? We'll, we'll win the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let uh, Alex take it away. Hello. What Alex?
3: I I didn't I didn't catch that last part. I think I think we had some interference.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was I was saying uh, we're gonna let you take it away. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl preview. Who do you see as winning to win this?
3: Oh. Alright, um I actually I figured out my prediction last night when uh one of my friends asked me. Um I had it um uh, as thirty one twenty seven
2: Falcons. So you have it as what? Um, thirty
3: one twenty seven Falcons.
4: Okay. Um I haven't really thought about it. Um um, I mean, I guess, I guess to me, kind of comes down to I, I'm gonna try to explain it. I mean, a little, I guess. I, to me, it kind of comes down to, like, like we just discussed uh, the coaches. Uh, I, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Belichick over Dan Quinn, even though I think the Falcons have one of the best offenses ever. I just think the England finds ways to take away, or not take, not even, not just, not just like take away necessarily, but at least you know sort of limit to an extent your best player. So I I guess I have the Patriots winning. I'll go 34-28 or 34-30. That sounds better.
2: Wouldn't expect it any other way, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your win today?
5: Uh, I take Atlanta as a touchdown over... I don't have described scribe and thought about the score yet, either, like you was saying. Uh, I do think Atlanta will be a touchdown favorite to me over the Patriots.
2: I uh, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are on to something special. And as much as I don't want to bet against Tom Peter Brady... Um, as much as I don't want to bet against uh, Tom Brady or for uh, the Patriots, because I know what they can do, I think you can't deny when something special and miraculous is happening. So I'm picking the Atlanta Falcons to win this game. It'll be a very, very close, close game. I see it being somewhere along the lines of 21-17. That's 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 where I'm going. I think I think Atlanta wins this game, and I think, um, and I I think they shocked the entire NFL. And I, th- I think I think <laughs> I, is, is there something special about when uh, teams go on these magical runs like how I felt with the Giants and the Giants both went on both runs against the, the New England Patriots. Yeah, I mean, let's we we all know this. The New England Patriots just can't beat the Giants in the Super Bowl, and I I just think that the Atlanta Falcons are on to something similar as to what the Giants were on. Um, so. It should be interesting. It, nonetheless it should be a sh interesting interesting Super Bowl. Uh twenty one, twenty four, seventeen, stuff around that. But I see the Patriots for only seventeen points. And I uh, haven't having Gronkowski again hurt.
1: Especially
2: for a game of this night. But with that being said, guys, let's talk about the importance of the Pro Bowl. You know, I that that's just a topic that I want to get to because, you know, uh, I uh you know, I got I had people ask me should there be a Pro Bowl? Should there, I mean you know, it's, that question gets posed every single year. I mean, should there or shouldn't there be a Pro Bowl? I think it's kind of hard to just do away with something like that. I mean, it's it's a prestige, an honor. So, uh, I uh, I, I, Alex, what's your take on that? On the Pro Bowl, how, um, and how important is the Pro Bowl?
3: Honestly, well, there's there's two there's two different types of of things and honors. In the NFL, There's being named to the All-Pro team, and there's being named to the Pro Bowl. Um, the Pro Bowl is whatever they do, online voting. I, I can't even follow it. They change it so many times. Uh, the All-Pro team is by the Associated Press and, and other organizations, the writers and stuff. That's an honor. Being named to the Pro Bowl, while it's great, and being a 10-time Pro Bowler is awesome, um, being a 10-time All-Pro is even better. Um, but as far as, as far as the Pro Bowl goes, um, it's great marketing. It's awful to watch. But, I mean, it's football in the week between, in the week where there's no football. Um, it's something to do. It's something to see the players. They have a lot of fun with it. Um, and, I mean, I think they should move it back to Hawaii uh, every year. I think it should be permanently in Hawaii. That was kind of the fun of it. That and like the skills challenges they used to do. Um, that, but they, that was they more that fun. Back. Make it, they should, yeah, yeah, well, which is which is good. I think they should kind of like yeah. model it off of MLB's all star weekend. Maybe even have like an alumni flag football game of like old timers and celebrities in it, uh, like MLB does with the softball game. Um, and, and kind of model it because MLB really runs all star weekends great. Um, and I think it should kind of be like an all star weekend. Um, even though it's after the season and it kind of means nothing, and they don't really play hard, uh, I think that that would be that would be the best for it just just for the fans. But I mean, we're all, we're all going to be honest. We're all going to probably turn it on um, and and watch a little bit of it and whatever. What I'm really interested in um, this weekend though is Saturday night, um, the awards show. Uh, see who wins MVP. See who wins all that stuff. Um, because there there are a few people vying for it, but as, as far as the Pro Bowl goes, uh, I wouldn't miss it if they got rid of it. But I think and I think they should do a lot more with it.
4: Um, I guess I, I, I'll, I'll uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. When the when the Pro Bowl comes I every mean, year, I, I I watched it about like five or six times max. I don't even, like, check out the Pro Bowl. But they did bring that. They do have, like, the celebrity flag game or whatever. They they brought all that stuff into the weekend. And I think when it comes to, like, all-star games and all-star weekends, I feel like the NBA's really got it on lock. I feel like the NBA has got the best, like, all-star weekend. But the, the Pro Bowl is really just for the players. The Pro Bowl is just, like, just for the players to go out and have fun and not to, like, take it seriously. And they see all the players that they like, and it's like a big honor for them. And I feel like when we go back and look at a player's career, yeah, obviously it's great to be an all pro, but not everyone gets to be an all pro. So. so, saying some of the 15 or 12 or 9 or 8 or whatever time kind of pro bowler, it's like kind of special for these guys. And I know some of them, lots of them don't even show up if they lose. So, I feel like, first of all, I feel like, not to go off on a separate tangent, but I feel like the Super Bowl should be a week after the championship game just because I don't like the two weeks of hype, and it really bothers me. But And I do agree that the Pro Bowl should stay in Hawaii. I don't like it being in Orlando or wherever it is. But, and I'm happy that they brought back the skills challenge. But I, honestly, me as a fan, not as a player, I wouldn't really care if they got rid of it. I know we don't even watch it anyway. So, I don't know.
5: Austin, what's your take? Uh, Well, if I'm a player, I don't care for the Pro Bowl now because, I mean, Hawaii was the whole reason I think the players loved it. It's a free vacation to Hawaii. If you're a fan in the States, I think it's a great chance to get to go and see all of the big names in the NFL uh, and go just enjoy time down there to watch the game. The Pro Bowl, to me, though, I don't really care for it. If it's on, yay. If it's not, yay. I mean, I watch something else. I watch the highlights on ESPN. It's The Super Bowl is really Yeah, really all that I'm really concerned with. I mean, the Pro Bowl, it's there if you want to watch it. To me, it's just, hey, I'm, I'm like baseball where you have the home run derby and stuff like that where you kind of want to watch. The Pro Bowl is just like, and eh, yay, it's football, but it's not really football because they have rules that are completely different than the regular game. I, I don't really care. I mean, to me, it's just like a pick-up game where the guys are just having fun, so it's great for the players, but I don't really care for it. I, I, I can take it or leave it.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. I understand what, both you, what all you guys. come up pretty much with I, uh, I think super. I mean, the pro bowl is a huge honor, and I think um, I just think it is a well, It it lacks uh, it lacks seriousness, I guess, as uh, as an NBA All Star game or that or uh, that type of sort. But um, I don't know. I, I think you can't get eliminate something like that. I mean, it just it does. I mean, not everybody can win NFL awards, but it does um, point out the fact of that you had a standout year and, and not a year like the regular athlete, athlete for NFL. So I, I think the program will definitely needs to be kept and not to say that it always it always keeps my attention because it doesn't but um, it, is, uh, it, is an, it is awesome for you see there's you know this team NFL players play together. Like uh, never before, and I think that's been bringing back the AFC and the NFC kind of versing each other in. So kind of help, I guess. But we should. But that being said, I want to kind of switch gears here, guys. You guys know I always have to do this because, as everybody knows, I am I cover the Bengals for Back Sports Page. Um, so this is the part of the show where we do state of the Cincinnati Bengals. So now with the state, the state of Cincinnati Bengals. Just only two quick points. I mean, there's nothing really serious happening, as you would expect, seeing as we're not at the playoffs <laughs> or headed to the Super Bowl. So, uh, with that being said, uh, two things to point out. Did anybody see Man Jones arrest video got released? Is
4: was it what? Was it TMZ? Was it TMZ? I
1: believe so.
4: Oh, that means it's over. If you're an NFL player and you're on TMZ getting arrested, your career is over. Just ask <laughs> right.
2: So. I'm just saying his uh, his, his release video, the release of him getting arrested, the video of him getting arrested, uh, you know, a few weeks back, it finally released, like today. Mm. And he said to a cop, and uh, and I quote, Adam Jones, "I hope he died. Um, it's 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 kind of disturbing because. I mean, we all can say this and that about, you know, it, it could be a matter of he said, she said, when it comes to, you know, uh, a player NFL athlete getting arrested, but when there's actual video evidence that telling the police officer, I hope you die. I think this should be the end of Adam of John's career. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I've said it, and I continue to say it. Cut that man. He's 33 years old, and he hasn't his lesson yet. again. End of it. It's over. Uh, anybody else oppose that or have anything else to add on that to that? No. Not really. Nothing, Alex. Alright, uh, so the second part the second part, um, is I wanna say congratulations to uh Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton. He was just uh he replaced Tom Brady for the Pro Bowl. So I, I think it's it's well deserved, you know. I mean I don't why don't really keep it fighting inside Tom Brady? I mean I understand he's great. I understand he's he's the best. And all that stuff like that, but this guy never, the guy never goes to a Pro Bowl. Never, even though he's not playing at the Super Bowl, he never goes to the Pro Bowl. Why should they keep inviting him? Every year he declines. It. Every year he declines. It. But that's a whole argument, another argument in itself, guys. What do you guys think? Should they continue to invite Tom Brady to the Pro Bowl or what? Because this guy keeps. Well, it's not that he's. Well,
4: they vote him in, so. And if you get voted in, like, I guess you can get invited. And he doesn't play. He hasn't played since, like, 06 or something. I mean, like, he just he just, like, I doesn't mean, I mean, I know that. You know. That's why what,
2: that's what I'm making a reference to him. Yeah. Like, should, they still, should they still vote in. Well, like, yeah. I mean, if if he gets enough votes, vote, should he still be asked to come if you know what his is going to be? I mean,
4: yeah, why not? I mean, it doesn't matter. Kinda of disrespectful not to right,
5: anyway. so. Since everyone else <laughs>
2: for, is invited. Bro, that'd be kind of
5: anyway. funny to see somebody post on the polls. Vote for your favorite quarterback, except for Tom Brady.
2: Right? <laughs> oh, then I'm not voting. Yeah. So with uh, so with that being <laughs> said, um, so with that being said, I'm now going to switch gears here to so the NBA, the NBA, the NBA the NBA. All right. Yeah. Um, Finally. So, uh, thanks, Alex. Are you there? Ooh. Alex, are you there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here.
0: Oh, snap! All
2: right, I oh, just want to make sure you're Ooh. still you were still you still with us, buddy. But um, um, long story short, just two points about the NBA tonight. Hey, I guess it's uh, answer the ask the first question. Did anybody see the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Golden State Warriors? Yes, all get all four quarters.
5: Unfortunately, I did.
2: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um so this is this poses my next question: Is Russell Westbrook making a bigger deal about KD leaving than warranted? I want to let Alex take this off, we're going to go to Alex Bryan Austin. Um, I
3: mean, it's. I mean, I think honestly, it's just kind of that's how he's dealing with it. That's his style. I mean, if if KD left, and I was Westbrook, I would be a um, but but some players are, are more outspoken. Some players aren't. I mean, if Kawhi Leonard was in that position, he probably wouldn't say anything. Tim Duncan was in that position, he wouldn't say anything. But if LeBron was in that position, he would be saying stuff. So it's just kind of the player's style. Um, but what really matters, and no matter what happens off the court, what really matters is what happens on the court. And on the court, it almost looks like he doesn't miss Durant at all. So... That's his real statement.
1: Um
4: I think that the media has made it such a big deal. I I think I think Russ was really hurt in the beginning. And I think that he's sort of after the media made such a frenzy out of it, I think he kind of it's just playing into it because there's like the storylines in the NBA are kind of just like, Oh well the Warriors and the Cavs are gonna play in the finals. So that's about it and This has kind of become an added layer to the story. And we all know the Thunder aren't going to win the championship. They're probably not going to get out of the first round. So this is kind of just, just Russ being Russ. Like Alex said, this is just him being the type of player that he is. And I think that he's the type of player that uses any type of motivation to make him play with any more fire. And that's sort of what's been fueling this great season. And, I mean, you say that he hasn't missed Russ. I mean uh, KD, and to an extent he hasn't personally, but the team, it, it, that team is bad. Like, that team is that team is absolute garbage. They're terrible to watch. Besides Russell Westbrook, so <laughs> I mean it's it's a tricky situation. Like, I kind of feel bad for him because if I was in the same situation, I'd be so betrayed. But it's just the nature of the game, and I think that Russ is handling it the way you would think a guy like Russell Westbrook would handle it with as much fire and energy as he handles everything else.
5: Well, uh, Russ definitely, and I was watching ESPN about this too, and just from watching how he is and how he acts off and on the court, he's not the type of guy to sits there and wear his heart on his sleeve like they were saying. Him and KD were like brothers. He tried and he begged for KD to stay, and when KD left, it was like the ultimate slap in the face to Russ because KD's like, you know what? Instead of trying to build something here, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, if you can't beat him, join him, and that's how uh, I'm out. And
2: Russell Westbrook, I, I agree with
5: what Alex said. Had this been like Kawhi or somebody else, they'd have been like, okay, cool, you want to leave. But Russell Westbrook, the explosiveness that he shows on the court is, just, is that's, how, that's how he is as a person, too. He's pissed off still. I, I Personally, I don't think he should still be. I think he should just let it go and focus on trying to – I was gonna say try and win a championship, but I don't see that ever happening with the exactly. Thunder. Teams. They, they, they are. I mean, it's like it is awful. It is like Russ. This is the Oklahoma City Russell Westbrooks. That's it. The games are not fun to watch. It, it, when he's on the court or when he's on the bench, you change the channel because you're like, yeah, okay, well, just look, let's, let's look at Enes his cancer just miss some buckets or something. It's it's awful. Uh, I hate it. Uh, but, I do agree with Alex. Not that has been anybody else. I don't think they would have really cared. But the, the fiery type of personality that Russell Westbrook has, there's not a chance that he was going to let this go anytime soon. And I don't think that he misses KD one bit. There's no, if, if he missed KD, he'd be trying to talk to him. He wants nothing to do with KD. And real quick, I hope we get to talk about this later, though. I, I think that his, this the way that he's acting and the points that he's throwing up, what he's averaging, I, I don't see how there's any doubt. Uh, one, that he's not the MVP. And two, that he should have definitely been a starter in the All-Star game.
2: All right, my take on it is I think I, I understand where uh, Russell Westbrook is coming from, you know, with, you know, him being very, very upset that Kevin Durant left. Okay, so he basically, you know, he bought he basically tried to buy us a championship, and uh, I think it was one of the weakest moves from a professional athlete I've ever seen. Um, so I can I, I can understand where, I mean, you were one play away from beating the exact team he left to go join. So I can understand where... Uh, where uh, you know, Russell Westbrook is upset of, is upset with Katie about. Um second, I think that um I think that it's a little it's a little bit of classlessness uh, on on um, Russell Westbrook's part. How he um how he basically he basically uh how he uh how he basically said uh, you know don't say I'm not going to say the words on here what he said, but he basically says what along on the line. Mama. Don't say it was something that, um, you know, please, bleep, you have to put two and two together. You can't act like that as a professional athlete, especially when you know all cameras. I mean, maybe you can act like that, but especially, especially when you know all cameras are on, it's just unprofessional. Um, So, I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but, you know, he's taking a lot of shots at uh, KD. I mean, maybe a, maybe a little too much. I You see, you see uh, came out with a commercial earlier in the year of him dancing to, you know, with a song in the background around saying, now I do what I want to so You basically, you know, we, we, we all know it's taking shots at Katie. I mean, I think I think this thing has to work itself out. So that leads me to our next question is, do we think that this relationship can, do, can be repaired?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. Um
2: we're talking about two guys I mean also as
3: well, so, yeah. I mean, honestly, words are words and and that's really all they are um and and sometimes words can can like bother people and stuff um, but when it comes down to it, you play basketball with someone for that much time in your life um you you'll at the end of the day, you'll look back on it and laugh. Um about about all this most likely. Um maybe not maybe not next week, maybe not next year, but eventually. Um this will just be like like a funny moment for them.
4: Um it'll be a long time. Like a, like it'll be a really long time. it's, it's one of those interesting dynamics about the All Star game too. I'm really excited about the All Star game because A, you might get two players on the Jazz making it, but that's just me. Um and I'm really—it's like fun to see. Like I, I don't know how they're gonna handle this Russ K. D. situation. And it's kind of funny that Russ didn't start, even though he did deserve the start clearly. Even and he won't win the MVP, going to Austin's point. But he—he um—it's just kind of—I I don't think it'll—they'll be okay for a long time. I, I really don't, because honestly, he—they even devoted so much time together to win a championship, like. This, this, was, this, is their, this is their occupation. This is their whole life. Their whole life was practically centered around we have to do what we can to win a championship together, and we're going to push each other and push our teams to heights that they can never reach without us. And they were that close. They were a hair away. They were one fourth-quarter performance away in game six of the Western Conference Finals from actually beating the greatest regular season team in the history of the NBA. And for Kevin Durant to say, to basically spit in everything that they had worked for together and that they had accomplished together and all the promise that they had, I think that's hard for Russ. I I think that, I mean, that would be hard for anyone, really, and it would take a long time for anyone to get over it, especially the way it was handled, the way that Kevin Durant didn't even talk to him or bring it up to him until afterwards, he sent him a quick little text. And I, I it. Sports is sports is almost all emotional. It's just such an emotional thing, just sports. And even though there's a lot that goes into it, that's not. I think that there's no one who in the world in the NBA who plays with as much emotion or more emotion, I should say, than Russell Westbrook. And I feel like he's felt this way. About this Kevin Durant situation for a long time, and I think he's gonna kind of feel that way for an even longer time, because, I mean, that just hurts for someone to just spit in your face like that.
1: Yeah,
5: I agree. I take This is exactly how I look at the situation. This is how Russell Westbrook looks at it. You're dating this girl for a long time. You guys are so happy, and then all of a sudden she's just like, well, this man, you know what, he's got a lot more. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. You're gonna hold a grudge. You're not gonna. You're gonna be mad for a while. It's gonna. You're not gonna be like next day. You know what? Hey, let's go get you know muffins together or something. I mean, you're gonna hold a grudge for a while. You're not gonna to want to sit there and talk to him. You're not gonna to want to see him. And when you are gonna see them, you're gonna do everything you can, like Russell does, to try and go off to show like you know his dominance and you know this is what you're missing out on, Katie. You know you should have stayed here with us or whatever. Um, hopefully one day they'll be better because you know per, what I would honestly like to see is Katie come back to Oklahoma City and then try to, you know, build a team so that the NBA is not just Cleveland versus uh the Warriors. But I don't think I don't I don't know if that'll happen. I, like I said, I hope it does, but I don't think that KD and Russell ever be okay, I mean, until something like that were to happen.
2: Great great point. I mean, like I said, you know, I I think I understand exactly where uh, you know, like I said before, I understand where Russell Westbrook Russell, Russell Russell is coming from. I think, like like Brian said, I, I think it'll take a long time for them to heal. you know, the wound that's there. So it'll, it'll take a while, but I, I think over time it could happen. I, I can even envision a scenario where Kevin Durant comes back. I really can't. But um, who's to say when that will happen? I don't know. But, you know, with that being said, guys, I want to also let everybody know they can follow us on Facebook uh, at the right way with Blake right on Twitter the right way with DSC Instagram the right way with D S C. we are constantly taking questions answering you know all all the questions that you have with that being on that note um, like I said um, you know this show is produced by Matt Page and Randy Delia and I was thinking we had an awesome right. awesome 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 want to thank Wayne Rivera as well we also had an awesome promo shoot for the right way the other day and it, just, it was just an awesome time. It, back to pick his brain to where that that support the general fan you know I wanna thank again for you know supporting the right way and doing that little for us. We really appreciate you. But um with that being said guys I mean I wanna switch gears to our last topic on the show and that is draft preview. I mean we don't really have too much time to talk about the draft, but I do wanna get you know, since you're all NFL fans and you all have a team, I wanna I wanna know who do you want team to the draft, starting with Starting
3: with our uh, Alex. Who do who do I want the Rams to draft this year?
1: Correct.
3: Um. <laughs> well, without a first-round pick, um, I could only could only hope on some long shots here. Um, I mean, I am I am a bit biased in this because I am a fan of the University of Southern California as well as the St. Louis Ram or the Los Angeles Rams now. Um, still not used to that. Um, but since the Rams don't come around till the second round, um, I'm, I'm hoping maybe Adoree Jackson's still there. Um, because, honestly, I watched this man play all year. This man is dynamic on offense, on defense, on special teams. This kid is something special. Um, and he is, he is going to make an impact on whatever team gets in the NFL. Uh, he's ready to go number two wide receiver on your team if you want him to play offense. He's ready to go, um, possibly a, a fifth fifth D back on a team. Um, I don't know if he's ready to start uh, corner yet, just yet against some of some of the league's receivers. Um, obviously, he can cover uh, certain teams' number two receiver, uh, number three receiver, but he's not ready to cover Julio Jones or Des Bryant or Odell Beckham. Um, and and on special teams, this guy is is amazing. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen someone um since I would say since Devin Hester in the NFL, I haven't seen someone that can return like him. Um as far as, as far as during the fo- as far as on defense, Jabril Peppers is better than him. But as far as being a return man, he is better than Jabril, and I'm a huge Jabril fan. Um so if the Rams could get a Dory Jackson, I don't think anything in the world would make me happier. Um and if not, maybe maybe Juju Smith Schuster um in the in the second round, third round, something like that. Uh, Two guys out of USC who will be great ads, ready to play uh, for whatever team they get on.
4: As far as the Patriots go, I feel like they have um, have some options. I mean, because Garoppolo, they want to trade Garoppolo for a first-rounder, and I know Cleveland has the first and the twelfth pick in the draft. So, maybe if they get the twelfth pick in the draft somehow for trading Jimmy G, I guess we could... Maybe get Derek Barnett out of Tennessee because New England desperately needs a pass rusher, and it's pretty clear to see that's the main flaw on defense. And I mean, I I don't even like um from Stanford. Holy crap! I just forgot his name. Oh my god, McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. But like, he just fits the Patriot. Oh, he's a small white receiver mode. So I mean, he just he just
1: seems like such a.
4: I, I know, but he, but he's. I feel like he would play receiver in the NFL. There are a lot of running backs who would play receiver in the NFL who are a lot smaller. Um, because that's what everyone's trying to do is convert into receiver, in the draft. And that's. Just, I know the Patriots would do that. They they converted Adam into wide receiver. So I mean, why can't they convert a guy like him who can do pretty much anything? Who can return kicks? who can probably throw if he wanted to, who can run, who can catch, who can do anything coming out of the backfield. He'd be like a, a better version of um, Kevin Falk maybe. Or um, a Danny, or like a Danny Woodhead maybe if they do decide to put him at receiver, even though we don't really need any more. But, um, yeah, that's just who everyone expects us to get. But I, I'd rather just go for a pass rusher right if we only have one pick in the first round.
5: All right, Austin. Uh, I think I think I did a full mock draft for the first round the other day, and I think I had Dalvin Cook because I'm a Carolina fan, going to Carolina. But if Leonard Fournette stays, which I think he could stay up on the board before, uh, or he'll stay up on the board until Carolina's pick, I'd like to see him at Carolina, too. Him or Dalvin Cook. Carolina needs a running back. I think that our main problem right now is our running game is awful, and that's partially due to our uh, offensive line, but. Johnson Stewart ain't getting the job done. I think we do need a big name back, somebody else on offense to help us open up the passing game for Cam. Uh, and then I think that we need to... I mean, because last year alone, I'm a Carolina fan, and I was extremely upset in the draft last year. I really wish we would have signed back to Josh Norman and not spent six or seven picks on defensive backs. I was... Pissed. every time I saw on my phone Carolina drafted this DB this corner I'm like come on what are we doing this is ridiculous uh so I, I definitely think it's time for Carolina to get somebody you know like the last big name draft pick that we had was Kelvin Benjamin wide receiver from Florida State uh, so it's time to get a good running back Jonathan Stewart can be a solid backup but I think after we draft him I see us getting an offensive line uh, now, that's if David Gettleman actually uses his brain and decides to, you know, uh, let's go with the position of need, not just the best person on the board. Because Carolina, we we have a team that is, I mean, even though we didn't do as well this year, uh, we are just a few pieces out from going back to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. Uh, and I definitely think that getting a running back and trying to build that offensive lineup is probably the only thing left that we need to really work on, aside from getting another top-name corner.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, quick uh, note. Quick, quick, quick note, and uh, this is going to be the last thing on the show. Uh, number one for you, Austin. Uh, don't hold your breath. You know, uh, I mean, I mean, you can hold your breath because you guys might be able to re-sign Josh Norman because we all know he's a free agent athlete this week. You Guys might be able to re-sign him again, and I think that that's a real possibility. I'm going back to that. But, but um, on a, on 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 note for my team. You know who I want the Bengals to draft. Linebacker from Alabama, Reuben Foster, parent-muckle-perfect. have the best linebacker in, court in the NFL. Yes,
5: sir. Um.
2: Uh. So, with that being said, gentlemen, that is all that I have on the right way. I want to thank Austin, Alex, and Brian all for, uh, you know, being there and talking, talking sports. Nothing like you guys. Uh, once again, you guys can catch us every single Monday night live on Walt Talk Radio at 8 p.m., and uh, like I said, we're always talking sports. Always here to answer your questions. And you know, next week I'm pr- I'm looking forward to talking uh, more about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> we're uh, you know getting you guys more uh, actually geared up for the Super Bowl. And uh, like I said, you know, we want to thank Randy Zelia and the whole entire Back Sports Page family this show is produced by Back Sports Page. You can also find our show on iTunes and on the Back Sports Page website. Follow us on Twitter at the Right Way. VSP, uh, follow us on Facebook, the right way with Malik Wright, and on Instagram, the right way VSP, and like I said, we constantly are trying to get engaged, more and more and more engaged on social media with all of you, and just questions and answers, and, you know, all the, the whole shenanigan, the whole nine yards. So, um, guys, it was a great show, looking forward to being back here next Monday night, and remember, the show will always go on. Have a good night.
0: Lay The Yeah, yeah. K is in the building Yeah All right, all ready The show goes on all night the um. morning we dream so long would Anybody ever wonder When they would the thunder Your bad they be lying through they teeth, hope you slip up off your path I don't switch up, I just laugh, put my kicks up on they dress Unaffected by they threats, can get busy on they that's how that shut down made me That's how my daddy raised me I guess may not be gold Don't let nobody play me If you are my homeboy, you never have to pay me Don't put your hands up Sometimes it's how you stand up Hell you be the man Cause the brand that the fans trust so oh, even if they ban Let them never fill my plans up Uh-oh. Uh-oh. People ain't here Two in the air For the father that's there Three in the air For the kids in the ghetto Four for the kids That don't want to be there None for the Trying to hold them back Five in the air For the teacher not scared To tell those kids That's living in the ghetto That's Coming back that the world is dead, yeah, yeah, the world is yours I was once that little boy, terrified of the world Now I'm on a world tour, I will give up everything Even start a world war, for these ghetto girls and boys I'm rapping around the world for Africa to New York, Haiti then I detour Oakland out to Auckland, got the strip to Detroit They hip-hop only destroyed, tell them look at me Boy, I hope your son don't have a gun and never be a D-boy. What you been through, no matter what you into, no matter what you see, when you look outside your window, brown grass or green grass, pickets and fence to barbed wire, never ever put them down, you just lift your arms higher, raise them to your arms higher, let them know you there, that you struggling, surviving, that you gon' persevere, yeah, ain't nobody leaving, nobody going home, even if they turn the lights down, the show is going on, on, on,